0: He's gonna
1: make me a big star. Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, we've got uh, Kaiser Sose over here uh, beside camera one. Kaiser, one of the usual suspects uh, right here on C-19 TV. Nice, Greg Tillman. Greg Tillman.
2: Uh, yeah, I love being compared to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it's all about, man. That's what
1: it's In all about. In a small town. Yeah, great. <laughs> Uh, Also back on the Tim Cam, uh, Tim Foster, uh, as always, uh, keeping us straight. Good to see you, man. Uh, God bless you, merry gentlemen. I'm glad you're here. And we've got a special guest. Uh, We'll see if uh, he decides to come back uh, more than one time, (laughs) Douglas Davidson, Douglas and I uh, are are members of the North Carolina Film Critics Association together. And uh, you handle all of the, uh, I guess, the distribution of uh, North Carolina Film Critics stuff. For for Facebook. for Facebook for Facebook so you're yeah. you're the you're the guru we're getting all the stuff out there
0: yeah, yeah yeah I'm I'm trying to gather everything that everybody's putting out trying to just keep a, a yeah. steady stream make sure yeah. people know we're
1: we're producing yeah, yeah and so if uh, if you if you do uh, if you're a Facebook person yeah. uh, check out the North Carolina Film Critics Association um, Facebook page Absolutely. and you can see all the stuff that's turned out yes Mr. I've Clinton. got to ask
2: something and this is on behalf of not only myself but the audience. Potentially watching. Yes. You know what you're doing, basically. He obviously knows what he's doing. <laughs> Why am I here? I ask myself every week, yeah. as does everyone else. Well, but. Uh, especially, particularly today when, you know, you. Have someone competent well, here, uh, aside from being your pet monkey. Or
1: <laughs> well, I, I do get non-viewer mail, and so said, oh, good. why is Greg here? <laughs> <See>? <laughs> so It's, it's John oh, Rudisil again, I bet. John Rudisil, absolutely. Russel, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Douglas, we, we appreciate you being here. And Greg. And you here. didn't
2: answer my question. Well, okay, no,
1: you're, you're just an awesome guy. Yeah, all right, so that's, whatever. That's, that's, that's because you're, you're running the show. So thank you. <laughs> I do edit. I'll I just edit myself <laughs> out and be done with it. Well, Douglas, uh, we do appreciate you being here with us today, Glad and to be here. Uh, we we invited you, uh, golly, a month or two or three ago, and, and said, hey, come on out. We want to get you to talk a little bit about who you are, uh, your love of film, where all that came from, and so this would be a great time to do that. And so we'll do that for the first half of the show, and then the second half we'll review. Uh, you've got a review of Shazam. I do. You've got
0: an and, early oh, okay. screening of that. And you do have to say it like that. It's Shazam. It's Shazam. got the exclamation <laughs> point. I
2: watched it when I was a kid on Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah, I did too. There you go.
0: Every time the Gomer Shazam Pyle Isis it, Hour.
2: The Shazam Isis Hour.
1: Uh, so we're going to talk about Shazam. Uh, Shazam, after yep. uh, we'll get uh, Gomer Pyle to come on and do that Shazam.
2: Shazam!
1: And, uh, and we'll see if we have time for any other movies, but uh, appreciate you being here. No, thank you um, for having me. Talk a little bit about your love for film. Uh, well, you've got a website. Let's go ahead and get that out there. You have a website called Elements of Madness. That's correct. What the heck does that have to do with <laughs> cinema and film?
0: That's my first question as it relates to that. Not a problem. Uh, it actually... Start at the beginning, my love of film. Okay. Uh, early, young, little, what have you. I've always grown up loving stories. Okay. I've got two siblings. My mom's family is huge. My dad's family is huge. And whenever we'd sort of get together to do special stuff, we'd watch movies. Okay. And so there's just something about a good movie that really just... Creates a memory, okay, and creates an association. Kaiser Soze, I imagine, would agree with me, because uh, there's an association yeah. with that. That sort of helps create create that memory, and good, good,
1: and bad memories. Yeah. We
0: were talking about that before we went on the ads. Yes. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and so for me, movies have a way of just becoming a time capsule of a moment in your life and something that you can discuss and can sort of transcend time to create new meanings and what have you. So, Elements of Madness is actually a quote, uh, part of a quote from Loquatius Sekenna, and uh, all great talent lies an element of madness. Okay, so if you explains you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah right. and And for me, I come at my film criticism from an academic perspective. Okay. I studied film as an undergrad at UNC Asheville, Go Bulldogs. <laughs> it's about as sportsy as I get, but Go Bulldogs.
2: My daughter's there now. Yep. she <laughs> Yay. understands.. Yep.
0: Yay, it's a great place. Yes, it is. Mm. Uh, So I studied film there as an undergrad, minor in philosophy, went to graduate school and used that to study film as well. (laughs) Minored in philosophy and studied film.
1: And
2: and you're (laughs) making a living somehow? I'm confused. Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But uh, so after I finished graduate school, I was looking for work jumping from internship to contract gig and what have you and found my found as a way to spend my time keep my writing skills sharp I'd start writing movie reviews okay and it was already something that I loved doing but really putting pen to paper about films that I was watching films that I had watched films that were coming out really was a great way for me to stay active and keep my brain really working and in 2014 Cameron Lee who runs the website culture down in Charlotte, yeah. uh, C-L-T-U-R-E. He had put a post up looking for a critic. I was available, he liked what I was doing, and that's sort of what moved me on the professional track. Gotcha, okay. So that's really sort of where it began, and after working with Cameron for a while, and I still do. When you say Cameron, I keep thinking about James, my friend James. Yeah, me James. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> not the same guy. But after working with Cam for a while, I realized I really wanted to be doing this for myself, and that's yeah. where I just, I had actually built Elements of Madness in undergrad, excuse me, grad school, and turn it into a film criticism site.
1: And you do have um, user submissions or or other uh,
0: film critics that will submit Absolutely. Well. I am open for submissions. Of course, we've got our own voice, and want to make right. sure that it's a good fit. But Hunter Heilman, who is an NCFCA member as well, he's been writing for me for a few years since he—excuse f- uh, me, a few months. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like years. Feels like years. Just because I've known Hunter for so long. Yeah. And of course, we just got a new edition Thomas Manning is now writing for us as well. He's just done his first one, *The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind*, the Netflix original, and he's got two more reviews coming for us. Very cool. Yeah. I Very had no cool.
2: idea.
1: So, uh, so Greg, if you want to submit. Uh, there are a lot restrictions involved, of course.
2: I think the main one um, is I need to watch a movie. Exactly. A <laughs> that, you, that's you, been a problem you, lately. You took, you
1: took it right yeah. out of my mouth. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Watch a movie uh, and then uh, you know, ask. Right? <laughs> and, so, so, uh, and it may not be the movie that you're watching that he'll let you review. I have a question.
2: Did your, did your philosophy degree and background, does that help you in some way?
0: I absolutely think that it does. Because depending on and granted it's been years since I've really stuck my nose in a specific philosophy Which means you don't remember anything but, about no, it. no, no, no. <laughs> The best thing about philosophy is that it's about thinking. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to film review, and there's one film that I saw recently where this really was helpful, it was The Public, the Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. film. Because it's about more than what you're seeing, it's about what's going on in the background. It's the subtext of it. And so I found that my philosophy degree has really helped to just get a sense of not only what is it that they're doing, but what is it also that they're trying to do, mm-hmm. and how well does it serve the message?
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So when you look at the meaning, the universal message, and the Absolutely. themes, those things really come into play Absolutely. From awesome, awesome. Yeah. So what are those early films going back to your childhood that you first remember? You know, you're talking about making those memories, making those moments. Yeah. What are some of those that that's, or those flag, flag-in-the-ground
0: moments for you? Uh, for me, it's uh, a lot of Richard Donner movies. Okay. Superman the movie. I'm actually a huge Superman fan. You are and, too, right?
2: Yeah, I'm just thinking I was about out of high school when I came out, so feeling a little at the moment. But yeah, yeah. Superman 2 is better than Superman 1, don't you think? Uh, a lot I of think people a, think so. I think in a
0: lot of ways it's a stronger film. Yeah. And certainly, I know my wife would agree, the ending of Superman 2 is way better than the ending of Superman 1. The whole turning around, the Earth doesn't Flame really fly time, for travel, her.
2: it's always trouble.
0: It flu for Superman. Uh, it, <laughs> yes, and here's the thing, is that uh, thematically, though, it works really well. It's not a l- strong literal ending, but mm-hmm. it's a great philosophical right.
2: ending. Did you like uh, Quest for Peace?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I <laughs> still <laughs> did you do. Really? I haven't wow. revisited it wow. in a while. Wow. but, but here's So the thanks thing. for joining us. See you around. Yeah. But here's the thing is is when looking at film, you also have to consider the audience that it's aimed mm-hmm. at. And they were going while younger and younger as the. Yeah, absolutely. Quest yeah. for Peace has a lot of things in it that were really aimed at a younger audience more so than the first piece. Yeah. I mean, certainly uh, Superman 3 terrified me. She, the woman who gets absorbed by the machinery. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a cool little scene. Actually. Oh, yeah. it's a great sequence that freaked me out as a young child.
1: Still freaks me out. Yeah. I'm not a young child anymore. <laughs> so Richard Donner, uh, a fan film. of what other Richard Donner-type films are you drawn to? Uh, Goonies,
0: of yeah. course. Yeah. The Goonies, of course. I couldn't help but feel like there was a little bit of that Goonies element in uh, Shazam. Yeah, okay. That David Sandberg put okay. together. Okay. Uh, and we'll, of course, get to that a little yeah. bit later, it sounds yeah. like. But, uh, Goonies, the Lethal Weapon movies, yes, even as a young kid. Yeah. I'm the youngest of three, so if my brothers could watch it, my parents usually went, go ahead. Although, probably my one of my earliest memories of a theater experience is uh, Return of the Jedi. Apparently, and, Jabba the Hutt came up, and my brothers and I just went tearing looking for my of the, parents. That's
2: one of the youngest er- <laughs> memories? You- uh-
0: <laughs> if it helps most of the movies that i talk about when i when i'm in class teaching that's the look i have
2: you know i got an ARP card at the end of the day. <laughs> And between these two events i'm I may just crawl in the hole so special
0: was, effects films or were you drawn to special effects films not necessarily i always liked films that told a strong story okay even, and in, even younger even younger okay. um the the trick for me is i uh, and i hope i pronounce this right i, ha- I suffer from a condition called uh Hypo- go- hypogagosia, yeah. okay. where when you wake up in the middle of the night and your b- brain still thinks it's sleeping, you see things as if you're still dreaming. Oh, wow. So a lot of the Night on Elm Street stuff, yeah, the yeah. Halloween movies, Friday the 13th, I didn't need to see those movies because I was seeing that as a little kid. Oh, wow. Uh, and rec- finding out as an adult that this is a thing was yeah. really neat. So a lot of special effects films <laughs> and, which unless you ex- would freak me out incredibly. <laughs> wow. And That's just, terrible. Yeah. yeah, it was just field of the fire, so I have an appreciation for that genre okay. uh, from a technical perspective. Not going not gonna to watch it. So, you, so you, don't, you don't watch horror films for the most part, if you, if you can help it. As, as a film critic, I do. Okay. But it's because I have more of an awareness of what did freak me out. Okay. It goes to, if you will, uh, something that you've talked about before, the baggage yeah. that a critic brings right. to it. Yeah. I'm aware of my baggage. If I'm watching a horror film, I know it's going to freak me out. Right. So I will look at something different. For example, Braid, the uh, Mitzi Perone film that came out back in February, it is a horror film. Right. But it's the way that it's executed, It, I'm able to think about it in a way that it's not about okay. the technical aspect, it's about the story. Got you, got you, got you.
2: So that still affects you to this
1: day? Yeah,
0: okay. absolutely. Yeah.
1: Wow. wow, that sounds yeah, it's awful. Fun. It's a good
0: yeah. time. There are there's, there's <laughs> certain, <laughs> little,
1: there's certain horror films that I just, I choose not to go see. Yeah. Uh, I, the Stephen King, the recent Stephen King films are really uh, well done, well executed on a lot of different levels. It was was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery, I'm uh, looking forward out. to checking that out as well. I remember seeing the original, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty pretty freaky okay then dog. as well. But uh, I, I just sort of looking at going back I and looking at uh, CGI know. and pre-CGI practical effects that were used in films like. The thing, mm-hmm. and of course Alien, and some of those, and that was just some creepy stuff. Yeah. Even today, it's still pretty creepy looking at some of that stuff. So I can, I mean, some of that stuff freaks me out. Nightmare on Elm Street, you mentioned. Yeah. One of the first films that really scared me because you go to sleep, and that's when it gets you. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? The, what is that? What is that? So I can understand that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's something to be said for practical effects used today. There's so much CGI that's used, you can almost look at the screen and figure out where the green screen was and, and go, okay, it breaks, it right. breaks the reality yeah. of it, if you will, even if at its most fantastic. But a good practical effect, right. it just keeps you locked.
1: In. Yeah. So, so when you choose films to watch for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. still drawn to story-driven films, does it matter what kind of genre it is?
0: No, it really has more to do with what I'm in the mood okay. for. Okay. Uh, it, I'll watch essentially anything just in the way that as a young kid I would read anything. Right. I was reading Shakespeare when I was in middle school for fun. Uh, I was I wasn't well, reading Stephen mean. King, but I was reading <laughs> Elmore Leonard. You know? Okay. I, I was I was doing all kinds of different things in between my comic books.
2: I was reading so, Mad magazine. Yeah, I was, reading Shakespeare. Oh, oh of course Mad
0: magazine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't afford Mad it was cracked. Well <laughs> oh, that wasn't <laughs> half bad. That wasn't so bad. I read it too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Richard Donner films uh, what were some of the others that uh, that there are things that you were really drawn to uh, growing up.
0: Well, and just because of the fantastical elements and of course you go back to the practical effects Flash Gordon. Okay. Flash Gordon, The Last Starfighter, yeah. which The Last those, Starfighter. Those guilty pleasures, right? Oh yeah. I okay. mean, <laughs> and you call them guil- you call them guilty pleasures, but I think any film that someone enjoys, yeah. they shouldn't feel guilty okay. about. Okay. Okay. I should well, agree agree shouldn't, shouldn't I agree feel guilty about. Yeah. I agree. And Granted, I went and watched the last Starfighter a couple years back. It had been a while. Some friends of mine got together, we put it on, and we went. This was cutting-edge computer technology 85, when it first came out, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and now it doesn't hold up as well yeah. from the special effects perspective. But it's still a great story.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's still yeah, a great yeah, story. Yeah.
0: And I mean, it sort of fed into the sort of uh, arcade phenomenon we were going through with video right. games and of course the sci-fi boom yeah. that was happening in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah, So I, I love that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. It is fun to go back and revisit some of those films that were our staples, either childhood or the teenage years, and, and see how they hold up. And I've done that with, with several recently, and I'm like, you know, I'm still, still glad it's there, yeah. and I still have that memory of it, but technically, yeah, a lot's changed, and maybe it hasn't held up, but yet the story does... That's the thing. And we As we keep, say, we, we, we always
2: say it's all about the story. Absolutely. We talk about it that. It starts often. and ends with the story. Yeah, the
1: script. If you don't have that script that is solid, then it's not going to hold up. So if you can keep coming back to that, that's great. All right, other thoughts before a break? No. All right, any question? Any final questions before we... Flash, Gordon? Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> i got to say, the but soundtrack... It saved every one of us. He did. <laughs> the soundtrack for that? Heck yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. All over it. Freddie Mercury Queen... Good soundtrack. Absolutely. All right, Douglas Davidson, our guest here from Elements of Madness and North Carolina Film Critics Association, Greg Tillman over there. Uh, Tim, Tim Foster, uh, we've only got you on camera twice. Did he uh, have a question? Uh, did yes. you have a question? Is there a question you had? No, no question. Oh, you're gonna write them down and give it to us during the break. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna take an intermission and we'll be right back with more Meet Me at the Movies right here at C19 TV after this break. Jackie Sibley Newton, the host of Experience Cleveland County on C19 TV on Spectrum Cable and also online at C19.tv. This is a show
2: all about community partners, organizations, and businesses coming together to make this a better community to live, work, and play. So watch us every other week on C19 TV. Be a part of building the future. Be a welder. The Welding Technology Program at Cleveland Community College prepares you with the science, the technology, and the skills to be a successful welder. Experienced instructors using state-of-the-art equipment train students using industry-standard skills developed through classroom training and practical application. Successful graduates are in high demand and are employed as entry-level technicians in welding and metalworking industries. Learn more. Call Cleveland Community College at 704-669-4077. Hi, I'm Shara Miller, the host of Artworks. Each month, we bring to you wonderful, talented artists from here in in Cleveland County and, and the region. We have artists. We have potters. We have painters. We have musicians. We have actors. We just have wonderful artists that come to you and tell you about all that they're doing, their creativity, what inspires them. Join me here on Artworks each month on C19. You can also watch us online at C19.tv. They're
0: gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out
1: of me. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel, T Man of the Second. Uh, Tim Foster back there on the Tim Cam. That's number three of uh, the third sighting for uh, <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I uh, still wanting uh, six more. Uh, but ten. I know ten is, is your your normal rate. Yeah, that's not going uh, But we uh, that that, that sad card may not get you ten up oh, there's seven <laughs> five. I don't know. There, I don't you know. know. Much I can't. I've lost me. He'll he'll just he'll he'll make it up. He'll there make it up. We thirty more minutes of editing time. <laughs> that's right. Thanks, Tim. Greg Tillman over there beside camera one, uh, hanging out with us as always. And uh, and yes, we're still trying to figure out why. Uh, and so that uh, non viewer mail, we'll 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 let you know uh, when we can figure it out. Douglas Davidson, over to my right, uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, Thank Douglas you. is from Elements of Madness. Uh, check out the website. What's the website? Elementsofmadness.com. Okay, and so uh, you just put a .com beside why, behind what I said, and <laughs> you'll get peasy. to it. Also, the North Carolina Film Critics Association, uh, he handles the Facebook page. Check it out. Um, you'll see a lot of the North Carolina Film Critics uh, churning their stuff out uh, through uh, through that Facebook portal as well Absolutely. a special uh special preview uh review right here with shazam 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 we're going to be reviewing shazam Did that yep. do it right yep start it's got nine. the exclamation <laughs> point you got to do it does it start
2: gym neighbors <laughs> I'll do, they man. Should.
1: Uh, maybe they I'm, should yeah. they should have gomer Pyle like in one of the scenes <laughs> or something you know <laughs> Uh, you got an early, early, early screening for this.
0: Yeah, it was Fandango Access early screening. Yeah, and,
1: there was like, and they had like Saturday screenings for families and stuff early mm-hmm. on, and they've really been pushing this film. I remember when the trailer first came out, I was like, okay, DC's kind of taking that campy version. They're, they're scrapping the whole darkness element of it. Good. What good? I think it's a good. I think it was a good Zach choice. Zack Snyder's
2: fingerprints aren't on this one. <laughs> no. I hope.
1: Good. Well, the, you know, I was I was drawn in because I said it looks like you know, uh, it's got an element of big, meets the greatest American hero. That was kind of how I described what I saw from the trailer. And so I'm going to throw it over to you, Mr. Douglas Davidson. Give me your thoughts on
0: uh, Shazam. It's it's everything you'd expect it would be from the trailer and quite a bit more. Okay. David Sandberg, who previously had done horror films, I think it was Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, he brings some of that horror element to this, because we've okay. got, you're dealing with a magician right. and a kid turning into a superhero. Okay. So there is sort of this fantastical element that goes on. And without getting into spoiler territory, because the good stuff isn't in the trailers, and I'm talking the really, really good okay. stuff. Okay. There is darkness, sorry. There is a well, little bit of fine. darkness. <laughs> but, but it's in the best possible way because no. it, it's used to de- get a deeper dive in that super, supernatural, mystical side of things. And it's so much fun. It is strangely the first film that actually feels like a DC Comics movie next to Aquaman. Wonder Woman was a great film, and Wonder Woman, I still think modern DC films is the pinnacle. Right. Uh, solid film, great story, it's inspirational, it's aspirational. Aquaman, James Wan, we should just give all of the DC films to the <laughs> horror directors. Because they have the, this wonderful ideas of how to just build worlds. Yeah. And talking about the practical effects right. from the 80s. They know how to on a low budget, how do we make yep. things big. James Wan, great fun adventure story, made Aquaman someone that the super friends would want to pick up a phone <laughs> exactly. and call. I agree, right? I agree, yeah. This Shazam is the type of movie that I wanted out of Man of Steel. Okay, it, it's, it's a film where, sure, it's a kid becoming a superhero. And in that regard, it's aimed at little kids. It's definitely a younger audience, okay. sillier gags, lower, lower sort of humor. But this is a superhero movie where you actually feel like, I could, I could grow up and do something like this. Okay. Not quite the Spider-Verse. There's a hero in all of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. But... Sandberg and his cast, and he picked a beautiful cast. Zachary We're Levi not. playing yeah. Shazam, the adult version of Billy yeah. Batson, spot on. Yeah. It is so perfect.
1: But he's playing the adult version, but he's
0: still a,
1: a kid, kid on the inside.
0: Oh yeah, and that's and that's something that uh Levi, he he sort of has this childlike quality yeah. during his everyday actions. He's he's very Hopeful, and he's always pushing people to be the best versions of themselves, yeah. and that really translates into his performance here. Yeah, I really love him as an actor. He's just
1: a lot of fun. I love the TV show uh, Chuck. Chuck. And oh, yeah. he was great on, on Chuck, and that was, a, that was one of those shows that had life, and Very I wish much. it had a, a much longer life, but it did have, you know, it was complete. Absolutely. And uh, so, so Shazam! Well worth checking out for the family.
0: Absolutely worth checking out for the family. Be advised that because you are dealing with some magic and mysticism, uh, there is something that pushes the envelope of that PG-13 rating, just a tiny bit, okay. a few sequences. Uh, which so it is had, PG-13? It is PG-13. Okay. Uh, had my wife and I both going, this is a family movie? But hmm. it's still at the same time, it's done in such a way that if it had been done practically, it would have been... Yeah. Far scary and far more terrifying. Okay. Almost wish they'd done it.
1: So, a lot, oh, really? Okay, yeah. so a lot of fun, but you oh, wish yeah. they'd, they'd pushed it a little bit more?
0: Maybe a little bit more, but at the same time, for a film for little kids, yeah. it's going to do exactly what it needs to do. Okay. It's a fun time at the movies, and what's really interesting is for the first act, you're kind of going, all right, where are we going with this? Then they set things up. That second act is good and entertaining, and the third act just blows it right out of the water. Okay. It, it, I can't wait for the next one.
2: So does it work on two levels for adults as well as kids? I Kind of like so. the Batman series of the 60s
0: did in that sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, those, those, those were playing in a lot of different ways. Yeah. With Shazam, I think for adults, it's just a fun turn your brain off kind of movie. Okay. Where for kids, it's going to be a different turn your brain off kind of movie where it's silly and it's fun and hey what would i do if i had superpowers okay. whereas adults i know it's... what i'd do <laughs> i wouldn't be here for one thing and and certainly for adults i think it's the fact that for those that grew up with comic books, or yeah. you know, you've seen a lot of different kinds of superhero movies coming out. This is a different tone. It's a different approach. Okay, very cool. So, what is your grade for this? Four out of five.
1: Four out of five. So five, that would be uh, on on the letter scale, which we you know, use. I'm going to have to that would, be a, would that be a B uh, or a B, plus? B plus? Definitely B, B plus. it's only B plus, right. A minus. Okay. All right, B plus, A minus. Yay!
2: No new graphics. No, no. <laughs> We're have to come up with a new graphics. Five. Four out of five. Well, also, if, you know,
1: I was going to review something, but I'm, I'm <laughs> having so much fun with you reviewing stuff. Uh, why don't we dive into Brie Larson, who was Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, she's got a new film called The Unicorn Store. Is that right? That the Unicorn correct. Store. Uh, it's a Netflix original. Yes. And uh, we, we've got just a couple minutes if you want to dive in and review that as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, this film, directed by Brie Larson, it's her first feature debut. She's apparently directed two shorts prior to this. Uh, evidently, this film was finished in 2017. And it's only now getting a larger distribution, but it's uh, written by Samantha McIntyre. It is a really fun and sort of silly film. I hesitate to call it a coming of age film because it's about Brie Larson's character Kit, who after we'll call it failing out of art school, isn't sure what to do until she gets this magical invitation from Samuel L. Jackson playing the salesman to show up at the store. They sell one thing, the thing you want most. And the film is her journey of getting that thing that she wants most, a unicorn, since she was a little kid. But what I found really interesting about it is that the film sort of changes as the story goes on to fit her perspective. The character, if you will, thinks that being an adult means buying graph paper, using highlighters, buying pens, things of that nature. Doesn't it? But not all adults do that. And so for her, it was about figuring out where, where, what being an adult means. Right. Yeah. And as she, the story goes on and sort of figuring out what she thinks it means, what her parents, played by Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack, great yeah. coupling all, wow. right there. Good casting. I, I'll, oh, I'll fantastic casting. casting all over. But what, what I found really interesting is that as she comes to these realizations, the film sort of meets that and becomes less fantastical and a little bit more realistic wow. as it goes forward. And for a director debut, it's strong. Yeah. There's some really interesting choices that she makes to communicate both what's going on in k- Kit's head as well as what the world she thinks sort of looks gotcha. like. So what uh, what grade would you give this if you're doing a report card? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Thank you, Noel. Fla- flashbacks to the classroom. Uh, again, it would be another four out of five. Okay. Four out of five. I really enjoyed it for the casting. I really enjoyed it for the for <laughs> the writing. So like B plus. B plus. Yeah. B, B plus. Oh, okay. B plus. It's it it's. It's for another specific audience. Yeah, though. It's okay. for another specific audience. Okay. And Netflix is good with that.
1: Yeah, and, and Netflix has been doing some amazing uh, and original stuff. They really, really have. Um, I, I do want to, uh, I'm, I'm, this isn't on the uh, script there for you, uh, Mr. Foster, so you can just bring up, uh, sorry, man, just bring up the Meet Me at the Movies logo and we'll be in good shape. You'll get an earful um, after the show. i got to tell you, um, the, uh, a TV show we talk about now trending, we talk about some TV shows from time to time. <clears throat> Uh, Talking about superheroes, you know, Hmm. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, talking about Shazam. Gotham is a a TV show that I've been watching since it launched, and it's wrapping up its series. And i got to tell you, it is just solid across the board. I mean, there have been a few misses, but the casting's been incredible. Uh, The the storyline and the, the arc of the characters just continues to blow me away, even in this final... Season three, And uh, if you haven't seen Gotham, I think it's season five now. I think so. Um, it is bad. It is just is, is brilliantly written. And it, it combines, My I think, hands. the best of the Tim Burton-esque fill with some of the best of the Christopher Nolan.
0: You told us I agree. Last time? So, uh, so check that out. Um, have you seen gray, Gotham? I've only scene. seen Bits and Pieces. My wife is a fan. Right. But we only watch it because we oh, have gosh, a little one. Little, gotcha. little one. Uh, it's harder to watch scheduled TV. Yeah, 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 and, and it's, there's some pretty uh, graphic things in there too.
1: Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, 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 not not for the little kids. Nope. Not for the little kids. Even not though, even though Douglas is allowing his little kid to, to watch it. So, uh, <laughs> so Douglas, uh, your website, <laughs> your website again, if people want to find out more information. Elements Elementsofmadness.com. Awesome. Appreciate you being here, man. We'll Thank you hopefully so much. have you back if, uh, if you can make the drive. Absolutely. Awesome. Greg Tillman over there beside camera one. Uh, we've got Tim Foster. Uh, the Tim Cam, I think that is number 10 that we got you. So uh, mm-hmm. your, your SAG card is in good shape. That's 80.
2: 11. If you're uh, counting uh, 11, right, that's 11. 11, 11. All right, so well, now, he only gets nine next
1: week. <laughs> well, the quote of the week, we do like to wrap things up with a quote of the week. Uh, this comes from uh, Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid from 1969. You know, kid, the next time I say let's go someplace like Bolivia, Let's go someplace like Bolivia. So until next time, I am the Team Man of the Second for Meet Me at the Movies and uh, all of our cast and crazy crew here. That's a wrap.